I wanted to play an instrument Cause musicians are so cool And I wanted to be cool But I found playing an instrument is kinda hard I tried the harmonica but I really sucked I tried the guitar but my fingers couldn't do it I was ready to give up Then I saw a little instrument in the shop It didn't cost too much so I gave it a shot Now I play all the time and my friends do too And who knew ukulele is the new black Yeah, it's the new black Everybody's playing it Welcome to Ukulele is the New Black. I'm Meredith Harper and I love to play the ukulele. In this podcast, I talk to ukulele players to find out why this little instrument has become so popular in recent years. This is one of two episodes which I recorded at the Shoalhaven Heads Ukulele Festival in April. I have a chat with Janine Chandler late in the evening after our performance with the Ukulele Republic of Canberra. Being fairly late, we were a bit tired, so we perhaps weren't at our best, but I think you'll still enjoy what Janine has to say about her experiences with the ukulele. Ukulele player, introduce yourself. Hi, my name's Janine Chandler. I'm a ukulele player. Indeed, and that is why you are here. <laughs> so um, Janine and I have today been playing in the Shoalhaven Heads Ukulele Festival where we, we killed it, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. We were so <laughs> I was so proud of our group. I thought we were fantastic. Out of 12 groups, we were up there in the top three. Totally. We really, we really totally. did. Yeah. Wow. I, I think it was really, really good. Yeah. So we're sitting here in a little house near the beach Enjoying our evening here down on the lovely Shoalhaven, whatever is this? Shoalhaven River. It is the Shoalhaven River. Out there, it's yeah. very beautiful. Um, so we're having a little chat about ukulele. Now, Janine, I'm jealous of her for two reasons. One is she can actually strum, unlike me. And the other is she has this beautiful banjo. It, it is a banjo-lele. Yep. It is. Yep. And it's, it's, it's awesome. So we'll hear a bit of that and also a bit of proper ukulele at some point. However, before we start doing that... Why did you start playing the ukulele? Well, I've had this conversation with a couple of other people when I first joined the group back in 2010. And on TV there was this event called the Concert for George, shortly after George Harrison's death. Um, And it was just inspirational, the music that was going on. And then Joe Brown comes out with a little ukulele and plays I'll See You in My Dreams. And the crowd went quiet and everybody was feeling sentimental about George and his family was there and all these great musicians, you know, Eric Clapton and Paul McCartney and everybody were there. And uh, and Joe just brought out this little soprano uke You know the rest of the song. But just that that little riff, people knew what was going to come and, yeah. and just took the crowd away. And Paul McCartney also plays a ukulele number and I thought, you know what? They're proper musicians. Yeah, and they and that is awesome. <laughs> you can do that with a ukulele. And I'd, I'd seen nukes around and I thought, oh, 
they look like they're having fun. I actually saw Charlie and Junior and another chap, Steve, and they were the founders of the group. They were going back in 2009. I got to know them later. And I thought, oh, they're playing a few songs there. Could be, could be something good. So I, I just went online and answered the response to this meetup group. I had to convince myself that I needed to buy a ukulele and audition. And I thought, you know, like a choir, they'd be an audition yeah. and you'd be given a part and all of this. And I just turned up. Excellent. Now, we didn't actually say earlier that we were playing today with Ukulele Republic of Canberra, mm. known as Uroc, because it's cool and yeah. it's easier to say. Um, and it's just a bunch of Canberra public servants and family members and old and young who meet on a Thursday night at the time it was, Friday night now, Saturday afternoon, go around the circle. There's no leading of it. You go around the circle, you pick a song from a songbook of about 180 or so. You think, oh, I'd like to play the Beatles today. Oh, maybe I'd play something else. So, And there's no audition process, thankfully. No. Because <laughs> nobody wants to do that. No, but, you know, pe- people's expectations are that you need some sort of capability to start playing the uke. Yeah. But what I found out was that you don't. No. I couldn't play a note, but I did sort of pick it up and, and learn C, F and G because I, I'd done guitar as a kid, and so I sort of knew the basics of a guitar. I knew my way around that a little bit, and I thought the uke I could pick up and, and get going on. So were you still playing the guitar? No, I no, hadn't so had played. I left it well behind in my former life. Yep, your happy, clappy life. My, yes. Mm. I left all that, including the guitar, which I gave away to the kids' group Okay. on my departure from that particular episode. And then I missed it. Yeah. You know? And did it come back to you? So, like yeah. The, yeah. All the principles, they're still in yeah. there, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, it did. The chords were different, but I'd forgotten most of the guitar chords anyway. But, um, you know, it's just four strings and... Four strings, four fingers. Four, four strings, four fingers, and the group was so encouraging. There's a couple of beginner lessons going on offer, and uh, it was easy to improve and easy to make friends who encourage you and then easy to find all sorts of lessons everywhere once you start looking on the internet. Yeah. You, it's gobsmacking, yeah, the it variety is. of... Lessons and YouTube and broadcasts that are out there. Um, and once you start getting into the groups that go to festivals, you, you get to know more and more and more. Yeah. yeah. It's a really happy community, I think. It is. It's, it's not a, a rigid learning process either. It's a very fluid learning process. There isn't like one particular song that everybody has to be trained to do because that's the one they're going to perform next week. If you don't want to perform next week, you just stay home and, you know, retune your uke to slack key and go off in your own tangent and, and just be happy within your own musical head and your own musical life because the uke's that versatile. Now I'll play you the song that I thought I needed to audition for. Oh, yes. So it was a fun one, and I thought, oh, they might not know this one. I want 
not an easy song, actually. No, but yeah. isn't it fun? <laughs> it is. It's a great song. And it but goes, it's quite an ambitious one for, your, for an audition when he couldn't play yet. Well, it goes on and on. There's, <laughs> there's kazoo bits on, on one set. Yada, da, 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 da. It's Clockwork Orange. Um, Erica Eisen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to marry a lighthouse keeper. No, I'll that's, put all of these in the That's just the, the first notes. running riff. But these are the kind of songs that I thought, you know what, there's all sorts of genres with this. We've got I Want to Marry the Lighthouse Keeper. We've got, we got those sorts of things. And then with the banjo, learning other songs like proper banjo songs like Cripple Creek. And I, and I thought, that's ambitious too. Who can, who can really get me into doing that sort of thing? And so after a little while in the group, you know, maybe four years, talking to people and getting to know the scene, uh, it was brilliant. It gave me a whole new life. You know, normal public service full-time worker with hubby and kids at home and all of that, you know, but it's, it's something to go out and have lessons with chaps like Dave O'Neill. Hi, Dave, the, uh, a brilliant multi-instrumentalist who does classes, but he also directs Folk Festival and is, is a brilliant player in his own right, accompanying many, you know, quite famous lead people and, and very big in the folk scene, turned teacher. Mm. I turn up there with Banjalevi and he teaches me Cripple Creek. And I thought, well, that's, that's pretty good, Dave. But the first person who taught me banjo was my dear old dad. Huh. Um, and he had a banjo for a few years. And uh, he would, it was an, a proper old five-stringer. Five string, yeah. yeah, proper one. And um, one, of the, one of the things Dad did brilliantly, he, was, he could play by ear. So he couldn't teach me music, but what he taught me was how to listen yeah. and how to figure out what key something's in and how to not just play it straight. Because Dad yeah. was an improviser. He had piano, accordion, a couple of them, banjo, and uh, he he could put on the Irishman, put on the Viking, the Scandinavian, the English pub songs, all that sort of thing. But this is the first one Dad ever got me playing with him, and it's Freight Train. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Elizabeth Cotton. Now, that could be played just with straight chords. Yeah. And lots of people do that. And those are the songs that we play in the group. Sit around, yep. play those songs. Just chunk, chunk, chunk. And I just felt, oh, I'm home again. Do you know yeah. that feeling? Yeah, totally. It, it was a musical family. I was one of five kids who would walk to school singing the Sound of Music songs. <laughs> you cringe now. But I, I still love the Sound of Music songs. I, but it, it, it's it's the um, the background of my childhood. Yep. You know, that and Swinging Safari. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, I grew up on, I mean, my family always listened to music, mm. um, 
but didn't really play it. Um, but I grew up, my, my father used to love the um, old movies like Fred and, Fred and Ginger oh, yeah. and your Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra ones, so I, I love those songs. And yeah. Singing in the Rain. Yes. 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 What a great movie. I absolutely love all those songs. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's childhood for me. So the thing I haven't asked you is how, how long have you been playing ukulele? Yeah, um, I joined the group at the end of 2009, so okay. nearly 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you know, pretty it was close pretty to much a ground start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, seen a lot of changes of faces in the group since then. You know, people come and go. There's splits. There's politics. There's a lot of politics. Yeah, yeah it, in every social group, in, in every place I've been, there's politics. But the core people of the group have pretty much well stayed strong because of the structure we've got. I think. Um, and we've had people who can smooth over troubled waters, let's yep. say. When you're playing an instrument like this, you consciously take on the ethos that goes with it, you know, that spirit of aloha. Yes. And when you go to Hawaii, like when I was in Hawaii, the, the home of ukulele, just absorb that whole atmosphere the ambience of ukulele, it's just, and they say ukulele there. They do, yes. Yeah, they're very ukulele. I have been corrected by people who go to Hawaii. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, and, all those people. Um, ukulele is the new black. Yeah, but once you start um, getting really interested in it, there's all there's lots and lots of books being written about the history of ukulele, and some of them will actually write with the apostrophe in front of it. So, oh, okay. Um, there's obviously is a Hawaiian and Hawaiian um, protocol. Yep. But, you know, we'll, we'll try not to care too much about that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Hawaiians. <laughs> but thank you, Hawaiians. <laughs> oh, speaking of Hawaiians. Yes. Well, now we're switching from, we're, we're, from banjo to, we're switching to, to yeah, the standard I'm, I'm pretty sure the Hawaiians didn't have any banjo ladies. No, 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 um, I don't think so. And, we got the, we, and it wouldn't we've sound got, quite right. yeah. But I'll just throw in George Formby. Yes, right? yes. acknowledge, you know, you know, respect mm. for George Formby for popularising the banjolele in the in Britain and America in the fifties, forties, and fifties. He just was such a brilliant player yeah. and such a charming and funny entertainer. Yeah, that um, you know, lots of people have been inspired by that as well. Not my style. I can't do the George Formby split. No. Maybe that's my next <laughs> yeah, ambition. Look, you've, you've always got to have something to, to aim for. If only I could find a Dave O'Neill to... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Um, yeah, so the Hawaiian style mod- is being modernised as well. You've got, you know, greats like Brother Is, I can't pronounce his name, Kama no, I can't right. say it either, but... When... Is, Israel. And um, he also revolutionised or the awareness of ukulele playing with the way he did um, <laughs> somewhere over the rainbow. Yes. Yeah, and and he's got the voice of an angel. Oh, yeah, beautiful to accompany that. So those movies like um, Fifty First Date, Fifty One Dates, Fifty First Dates. Anyway, other movies and. The Descendants, the George Clooney movie, that sort of ukulele music in the background there, it, 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 you just hear it and you go, oh, 
Hawaii. You know, and and there's a, a modern player who's done some visits to Australia, came to Canberra, played at our ukulele muster at the folk festival two years ago, a Grammy Award winning slack key guitar player called Daniel Ho, who's uh, the son of um, Don Ho and also a virtuoso of ukulele. And he's written this gorgeous song, do you acknowledgement again? I'll just play a little bit of it to give you his style, which I also love playing on this mm. particular uke. So I'll see if I can do it. I'm actually quite tired. I'm finding <laughs> it is a little bit late. We've had a very big day, so apologies for any missed. Yeah, we may have to go. <laughs> we can always have another crack in the morning if yeah. it's too hard. <laughs> That kind of music just when it's played well. <laughs> but that 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 kind of music, the traditional little riffs and tunes and somewhere over the rainbow, it keeps keeps things fresh in your mind of what the ukulele means. And you, you know, maybe the mandolin means something to mandolin players, and the, and the guitar players can get all sorts of really good sounds and rhythms also piano players but you just can't sit down in your lounge and pluck out a little thing like this you know there's hundreds of them all around and just the joy of being able to take yourself away for 10-15 minutes and nut out how to do that you think oh yeah everyday librarian you know (laughs) shake all that off yeah and come and do a little Daniel Ho riff or a little Cripple Creek or a ship song by Nick Cave. Do you know that one? I'm going to play that badly too now. Yeah, play that badly as The tab for it on the internet. Yep. Fix the tab because the tab will be wrong. <laughs> this one isn't too good, actually. <laughs> um, you know, and it just it opens your mind up to five million different songs that you might have ever experienced if you didn't do that. So those are the kind of that's the kind of music I like. I did write an original song, but I'm, I can't share it yet because it's not good enough. It'll never be good enough. The trouble you always have is we always want to have something that's perfect. 
Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. But just the fact that I put it down for yep. myself as an another little challenge. Because mm. I was it's a it's a it's a long story. But the connection with different people who I really liked and really respected and I thought, you are a brilliant person. I never would have met you if I hadn't have picked up the ukulele. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that I did all those years ago, nine years ago now. Just the people I've met by just having this common interest, nothing more, wouldn't have had anything to do with them otherwise. But now, you know, it's just terrific. I could list loads of people and... Uh, uh, I can't right now, but influential people who've influenced me personally to make my life better, mm. not just musically, but in in many other ways too, and and good friends, people who've become good friends yeah. by spending time with them and socialising with them in the group. Well, I had this question of how has ukulele changed your life, but I think you just answered that. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, it's, it's almost like you knew what questions I was going to ask. <laughs> Fun. How many ukuleles do you have? I just said. Counting the ones I've traded in. No, no, how many no, do you have now? At home, in my possession at the moment. Well, I've got two here. So they've yep. got the ban- uh, banjolele. I've got this really nice mellow um, kamaka. No, it's not kamaka. It's ka uh, ka aloha. It's very pretty. Too. It's a very pretty one as well. It's got very basic. It's not plinky. No, there is not a plink in it. I love it because of that. If you just want it to be mellow. So that's what I like that one for. I just bought one online today. That is a travel ukulele, a concert size, a bit smaller than this. So I can, it will fit in my bag. It's thin. It's got a pickup. I've got a little amp with it. I can go busking. You never know. I might make twenty-one cents. I need to. I need to make I need to make. I need to make about ten times that to pay for the cost of it. But um, so that's now seven. Seven. That's well, respectable. <laughs> so that's well. I guess it'd be. Because I was saying to you earlier, um, it looks like I'm going to buy one a year. So it sounds like we take into account ones you've had and no longer have. One a year is about, about right. About right. Yeah. For my birthday last year, I got a plastic glow-in-the-dark um, colour. It's colour. Oh, it's right. a waterman. It, it's oh, yeah, waterproof. It's a, it's a proper one, yeah. It's plastic. Yeah. So you can't scratch it. There's no scratches and dents. Waterproof plastic glow-in-the-dark. <laughs> And it's beautiful. I love it. Now that one was a trade. That one was one that I replaced because I gave away my original waterman, which is clear plastic. I gave that to my dad because right. he got Parkinson's disease about five years ago. Oh. So he can't pick up the accordion and he can't really hold a banjo anymore. So he's actually given the banjo away to a good friend of his. Right. But this this little light plastic uke, mm. $45 worth of joy. Yeah. I gave it to Dad when I went up for my mum's 80th birthday. They live on Broby Island and they've got this great community of musicians there. So Dad can play this plastic uke. He knows his way around a fretboard. I yeah. taught him the chords. 
I just, you know, just gave him a, a simple handout book. So it was a joy to do that mm. and, and to keep Dad's music in, uh, ability, within his ability to just hold this little plastic uke while he's in his rocking chair. Poor, That's fantastic. Poor Dad, you know, but Parkinson's is a, is a degenerative disease yeah. and they say that music can really help you to focus and help the mind to come to a, a place of peace and concentration and and I really hope that Dad will be able to spend some time with that, even if he can't physically hold the chords for very long. I just hope that he can at least share, he can hold the uke while the others in his musical mm. fraternity He could come. make it so much worse if he's been playing music for so long. It's bad enough being sick. It would be worse to not be able to do the thing you love as well. It is, yeah. yeah so he he really aches yeah. to be able to play mm. the accordion. Yeah. It's an ache when you can't do it anymore. You've done it all your life, and your soul just cries out to be able to do that. And and so having the uke just plunk and plunk and tune it up a bit and get his ear in because he plays it all by ear and his his hearing's perfect. Yeah. Um, but but the Parkinson's is taking a lot away with his ability to change the chords quickly and keep up with with the the group. Yeah. So he'll sing along. He'll yeah. know he'll know what key it's in. Yeah, and and his voice was still works. His voice is still yeah. great. It's a bit it's a bit reedy. Mm. Of course, he's he's eighty six, but I wanted him to really keep that joy of music going. So I give him a ukulele every couple of years. And I don't know what Mum does with them. She hides them somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but for Dad's for Dad's eightieth, guess what we did? The Woodward family singers the whole. Sound of Music thing. Oh, we did a few of my so favourite cool. things. I can, we converted it to old dad's favourite things like nice. P76. Nice. You know, that was one of them. <laughs> I've got a, uh, a beautiful soprano ukulele that I bought at the Folk Festival from a luthier called um, Scott Wise. His daughter Lucy Wise is now doing a, a lot of beautiful performing in the folk scene at the moment. But Scott... Um, Scott Wise makes these ukuleles from Western Australian black button, other timbers, and they're all handmade. And um, it's it's made in the traditional, with the roping and everything like that on on the inlays of the the um, the body. And um, it was it was the ukulele that inspired me to get started, to be anywhere near good, you know. It's another one that my dear husband bought me because he could not stand. <laughs> so it wasn't entirely a selfless gesture. <laughs> if we have to listen to it, it may as well be good. Are you practising tonight, dear? <laughs> yeah, use this one. It sounds really good. <laughs> so, yeah, the encouragement from my family has meant a lot too. Yeah. I did busking at Kuma with an amp with an old guy who was doing the harmonica, John Navarre. Yeah. I don't know. I've never busked in my life. What am I doing, this 50-something-year-old <laughs> middle-aged lumpy woman with an old guy with a fancy hat on? I wouldn't call you lumpy. I yeah. am a bit. I'm, I'm pretty slightly lumpy. But you know, you know that sort of your stereotypical busker is this. He's got dreads; they're blonde dreads, and 
I didn't feel ridiculous. I got about $10. That's not bad. Basket dollars. Yeah. But that's all right. Yeah. That's the experience. <laughs> and those sorts of experiences are making memories. And you share the memories with other people. And you, you start, oh, I could do that too. Well, it is getting late. Yes. But, Janine, it's been an absolute pleasure talking ukulele with you. Oh, well, we could go on and we, on and on, and we have, haven't we? We can always do a part two at some point in the future. Yeah, I think we're both a bit tired, aren't we? We are. It's been a huge day, but it's been lovely talking to you. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. Ukulele is the New Black is produced by me, Meredith Harper, and I also wrote and performed the theme tune. Episodes are released every second Monday, and you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Tumblr. Details of the songs Janine played in today's show are in the show notes. And if you want to hear recordings of some of the songs we performed at the festival, check out our YouTube channel. Our graphic design is done by Seb Carraro. Want to support the show? You can donate on our website, ukuleleisthenewblack.com. Donations help cover the cost of making the show, including paying for an APRA licence, which ensures that all the music played on this show is legal. You can also review the show on iTunes and follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. See you next time. We'll do a bit of climb every mountain later, shall we? Not, not on this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, listeners, we're not going to play. Because <laughs> it's the new black. <laughs> <laughs>